Welcome back. You're listening to another episode of Amateur Hour, a professional sports podcast by people who have never, ever, ever played professional sports. I'm your host, Max, along with Shreyas. And let's talk esports. Just kidding, real sports. Amateur Hour! Welcome, welcome, welcome back to episode 44 of Amateur Hour. We are one episode closer to uh, that 50-piece chicken nugget episode that is so coveted in our history. Uh, Today, you might be asking yourself, well, why is he speaking like this? Well, that is because I had an experience recently in which I, myself, as a person, was saddled up across a mighty beast known as a horse. That's right. I, in fact, did in real life, not in a video game, rode on a horse. So now I am a cowboy. And as per cowboy tradition, I must talk like I am from somewhere where at one point in time they had horses. Shreyas, how are you doing today? First of all, howdy, partner. (laughs) Well, howdy to you, sir, as well. (laughs) Do you put the ye in yee-haw today? You know, they always say yee-haw, but they never ask you haw ye. You haw (laughs) ye. Just jumping right in, just jumping right into the weekly highs. My weekly high, my personal weekly high is that I rode on a horse, on a legitimate horseback. The horse's name was Tank, and we bonded in the short two hours that we were together. Um, it was a big boy, a beefy boy to hold up my beefy boy. And uh, yeah, it was it was awesome. It was literally the so horse's cool. name was Tank. The horse's name was Tank. Yes. So how how it, it better have been a big horse. How big was this horse? No, oh, he was huge. He was huge. He was he was almost well, as was tall as me. He was <laughs> he was as big as a horse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was no, but he was like big. He was thick, like three C's mm. thick, easily. He was awesome. Yeah, so it was really cool. I've never ridden on a horse before, but I can see why me people either. like it. Straight yeah. saddle. I'm assuming with the saddle, right? Like and. Oh, you know, not bareback at all. Bareback mountain. (laughs) No, this is not the animated movie Spirit from 2002. (laughs) Oh, I know about that one. I know about that one. (laughs) No, this was a very uh, domesticated, well-trained horse. And apparently these horses were made for like, they're they're trained specifically for people who have never ridden on horses before. I mean, he was super easy to like handle, super nice. The only thing I had to stop him from doing was like eating the grass because they're not supposed to do that. And uh yeah, that was that. So I am officially a cowboy now. So, ladies. I'm a cowboy, <laughs> baby. You know what they say about saving something and riding something. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so over to sports. In the sports world, my sports high this week is that it's a great time to be a Phoenix fan. It really is. The Arizona Cardinals are at the top of their just at the top of the sport for football and the Phoenix Suns are at the top of the sport for basketball. It's fantastic. Everywhere you go, everybody's having a great time. You're either in a sea of red or a sea of purple and orange. Mm. The teams look fantastic. And I think that they're poised each respectively for a great playoff run. You know, the battling a couple injuries on both sides, but still comprehensive, cohesive teams that play really well together and get the job done, even when they're facing really, really tough, like considerable opponents. Because you know how sometimes like a team can be what you think is good, and then they play somebody on their level and they just kind of fall apart. Yeah, yeah, that's not the case here in Phoenix. I mean, we saw the uh, you know Golden State and Phoenix battle in the NBA, right? Yes, yeah, Phoenix two, lost two the second great game. games, two really two, great games though. Yeah, in in just watching Phoenix based off of those games, I mean, and all the other games prior. They're they're poised. They're a very very good basketball team right now. Monty mm-hmm. Williams as the head coach, he's I, I, he just gets it. Chris Paul as your like veteran leader, and then Devin Booker as your young superstar with DeAndre Ayton as your like emerging talent. Whew. Yeah, Trey, I, I'd love to like get your thoughts too. I, being as a not Arizona fan, they look good in my opinion. They they really surprised me. Knowing that, surprise is is the operative word because like obviously we knew where they were going to be really good right like we had them in their in our rankings as number two so right. we, we knew they were going to be good to end the year but to have this start where they go 18 straight before losing and 18 straight um 
and the team they lose to too was also like had like some big winning streaks like they had i think the warriors won eight in a row seven or eight in a row before uh losing to phoenix out uh first game yeah like what a what a a luxury it is to have someone like chris paul be on your team <laughs> like it's seriously like you have a head coach but you also have another head coach like like i wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if chris paul like was a a coach in this league after after he retires like that's how you cerebral yeah. he is he doesn't have to score but he has the ability to score still like obviously he still has he's gotten to this kind of like old man game like he's not as obviously athletic as he was Oh, five I, years ago. I don't. I mean, okay, yes, maybe not as athletic as he was, but I can't call him not athletic. He just he, the other night he gave one of the dirtiest pass fakes. It was this like thing where he like flinched back, threw it between his legs. And oh, it, like he still has. Would you the call moves. that athleticism? I would. You have to be. It's not that for those kind of moves. It's not just skill. Like you have to be able to like move your body. Like he's definitely still like agile, right? Like he still has. Like those well, fast twitch dunking. muscles working, yeah, yeah, that's athletic. I guess that's I guess that's fair. That's true. I um, I hear what you're saying, and yes, like he's not like maybe the jumper. Like he doesn't have he to do to that play. often, though. Like he's like, no, he, he doesn't he, have to do it. Often. Yeah, like yeah. he's still like he like he's definitely figured out. He's picked his spots right. Like he knows. Like we know Chris Paul in the mid range game, and you know at the free throw line, you can't let you can't leave him open. But right, his passing is bar none the best in the league right he is he is ability to like you know work on the fly monty williams doesn't have to do a lot to this team so they just have all the pieces and you know they're still doing this when they have players like uh shamit not playing well right and like they think of everyone like mikhail bridges just got an injury recently they fit they find a way to win that's like the the foundation for everything they have wow. winners they find a way to win and they're doing this without devin booker too so i'm uh i'm yeah. impressed well it's nice to see that you know you cut off one of the legs of this table oh look there's eight more the table's not going to fall over right they started there was a good chunk in the very very start of the season deandre ayton was out for four or five games right they yep. still won now devin yep. booker's out they're still winning I, I, I think that I hazard that even if Chris Paul were to go out, not at the same time, but maybe down the road, they want to rest him a little bit. They can still win. Yeah, absolutely. I like because campaign is coming back a little bit like he he was injured for a while and now he's coming back into the swing of things. I find him one of the better backup point guards in this league. Yeah, and they, they paid him like such. Right. So they just have they have a lot of shooting. They have really good like hard-nosed players like gritty players like they hustle hustle players like mikhail bridges campaign uh, jay crowder cam johnson deandre ayton they do the dirty work yeah so when you have guys that will give their body for the team and for the win every game like you don't like that in and of itself is a step up above most teams because you know on a game-to-game -game basis for a lot of these talented teams sometimes they may take a game off or there might be a player that doesn't you know put their body on the line every day like they're trying to like they're like okay i need to get through the 82 game season but like it seems like the suns they kind of worry about the game at hand and uh -huh. they play like it so that's pretty impressive yeah, that's what uh, that's what Monty Williams was saying. I think in one of his press conferences is that they prepare the same for every game, regardless of who their opponent is, and yeah. they take it a game at a time. As, as you should, right? Like, as you should. That's the kind of mentality you don't want to look. I mean, obviously, it's important sometimes to look at big picture, mm -hmm. but realistically, you don't want to look big picture when you're in the middle of the season. It's we're playing the San Antonio Spurs tonight. We are game planning and focusing and preparing for the San Antonio Spurs. Mm-hmm. I don't give, you know, a crap if MJ comes back from, you know, his basketball grave and plays us next week. That's fine. But tonight, it's all about Jakob Podol and DeJounte Murray, who, on a side note, has been playing his, out of his mind. DeJounte Murray has become one of the oh my God. best point guards in this league. 
Oh my god. And he kind of fell under the radar to start the season too. Like you know what I mean? Like they, they lost to Rosen, but so everyone kind of wrote off the Spurs. And obviously like the Spurs aren't great, but they've been playing better of late. And DeJounte Murray is a massive reason why. He's just he's a do it all point guard. And man, is he I like his kind of stance. Like he has super long arms. And he has like really like he has really good posture. I feel like his like shoulders are up, and he kind of walk. He, he kind of like has his hand, uh, arms hanging down. It's kind of a. Uh, he definitely has like a different style, to him just because of his body type. <laughs> I don't I know. Like I just I just thought about that when when I thought about Dejounte Murray. He kind of has like he kind of has like a, the little car, uh, balloon things. Like like he has super long arms and is like they're up, so I've kind of I it reminds me of that. I don't know why you have a sounds like you have a crush. It sounds like you have a crush. You're just like I just oh my god something about the way that he's standing. I just, yeah, I'm I just a like for how good, he walks. I'm a sucker for good posture. What can I say? <laughs> As I'm like hunched over on my laptop right now. Oh, dude, I'll tell you what. Again, another tangent here. My chair at work sucks. It is scoliosis city. I it swear I have a better, I have a worse chair than you that I'm sitting on right now. Are you I sure? Oh, 100%. I can't sit in it for more than 20 minutes without getting like back pain. It hurts. Well, okay. On that though, I did at, you know, on my home home now, I did make an investment into a really good chair. And I, I got to say it... Like I, I just you know people don't like talk, talking money price two hundred dollars will get yeah. you a phenomenal chair and that's what I did I was like you no. know what I'm gonna take it two hundred bucks I'm I'm spending it because I know that I'm gonna be in this chair a lot and I am and my God it's like my back feels good like that it's worth it is it an office chair or a gaming chair <laughs> uh it's like a hybrid it's I don't know if okay. they can technically consider it like an executive chair. Or mm. like an executive gaming chair or a gaming office chair or office, whatever it is, you know, it, it feels office, good. An, the, uh, your classic office gaming chair. The, uh, <laughs> the, I have a nine o'clock meeting, but you know, Todd is calling me. <laughs> Sorry, dude. I need to work on my 2.0 KD, but after that I will be in the meeting. I will just, I'm going to put, I'm going to put you on hold real quick. I'm all, I almost got my I almost got my VTOL, bro. I almost got my VTOL. Dude, yeah. you made me miss the next level of zombies. <laughs> all right, well, straight on that. On yeah. the on painful chairs. Tell us about some of the lows. What's bad this week? The lows. Well, Max, we, we talked last week about Thanksgiving. Right. And uh, something I didn't really mention because I didn't have the lows last week was Thanksgiving morning. I woke up and I was it was freezing and I was like, what is happening? Like normally, like we don't keep the house too hot. Like I don't like it. Right. I, I, it dries out the skin. Like if it's over, especially my skin, like my skin dries out really fast. So right. we keep it kind of cool and we just kind of layer up and it's fine. But. It was like significantly colder and the whole heating system had just shut off at night. And it, like, what a, what a way to start off Thanksgiving is your house is like 50 degrees and <laughs> everyone is like, what is happening? And so we had to like call the, cause we had just gotten our like heating system checked and then lo, like lo and behold, the day after it gets checked, it gets it breaks down. So we're like, well, okay, this is nice. <laughs> and it had to happen to be Thanksgiving. So it was like the perfect storm of suck. <laughs> so <laughs> like, so, you know, we're sitting there, we're like, we have like blankets over us and we had to like call an emergency guy to come in from the company that like helped us like check the, the heating system and like have them, find some guy that's on backup that could come and help us and you know do a minor tweak and stuff and i was like oh my god and so everything kind of like like we everything was done like we were able to like have a thanksgiving and stuff which is nice in the household but but it was like very delayed and we weren't able to do some stuff in the morning um which kind of sucked but you know 
You 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 uh you, win you hate some, to see it. You hate to see it. You hate to see it, but uh, uh hopefully warmer days are ahead as we as we look to fix our heating and stuff in the future. So Well, you guys are entering your cold season, so uh Oh, we're here. oh oh, we're here i uh i lotion up pretty frequently now um yeah 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 so so uh and that's not just that that's for me it's not you know it's not for the ladies if if you're listening though let me know (laughs) this is a sensual episode yeah well uh, okay (laughs) all right what about uh what about what about sports oh Max, you don't you don't want to get me started on this man. Um, this is the the poster child for ADAC. His name is Antonio Brown. Oh yeah, but Max. he won a Super Bowl though. So <laughs> so so he's everything off. is everything off. that he's done <laughs> exactly. Everything that he's done to date was planned. <laughs> God is good. He found <laughs> Jesus and now <laughs> and now he's a better human being to uh, have won a Super Bowl. Uh yeah. So what did what did Antonio Brown do? Man, Antonio Brown, there were some rumors a couple weeks ago that and there were some cra- pretty crazy rumors too that he had faked his vaccination card and that his his ex chef who had been who had not been paid was the one that snitched. And I was like, okay, first of all, a lot of details that sound like Antonio Brown, but still are weird in my head. And then second, I was like, okay, this might've happened, but nothing's been happening. Like there hasn't been anything in the works, right? Like they probably are doing an investigation. I'm assuming, you know, people are saying, it's fake or like, you know what I mean? Like this is like the, the guy just wanted to get paid. So he blurted out some material to like the press and was like, you know what I mean? Like he was just pissed. So I was like, all right, whatever. And then boom, out of nowhere this past week, Antonio Brown and Mike Edwards have been suspended for three games for violating the NFL and NFL PA COVID-19 protocol uh, by, because of, uh, misrepresenting their vaccination status, and they both <laughs> they both accepted their discipline right away and did not appeal. So they <laughs> they weren't like, oh, yep, that yep, that was us. Yep, we did that. We did that. So, um, yeah. So they've been suspended. Yeah, there was no, pay. there was no like, ah, oh, whoa, hey, wait a minute, Buster. Uh, yeah, I don't know why you can't go around accusing me of something I didn't do. They're like, nope. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, man, like, cause you, you, ha- we had a year where Antonio Brown didn't do anything, but like, obviously it, it, in a relative sense, like, like he, for, for a year, he was decent. Like he played his, he played the game and, you know, people actually were kind of tricked into thinking he had maybe turned a corner, even though he is one of the most pathetic human beings on the planet. Like wow, there's you feel very strongly about it. There's AB. not enough bad things to say about Antonio Brown. Well, yeah, he's a crappy human being, like just for the things he's done in his past, right? And that's off the that's on and off the field. Like one of the, like going after your GM is the least of his problems in the world. But to f- <laughs> to fake your va- to fake your vaccine card to go. I don't even know. Like he got it. Like I think the rumor was like he got it, like many, many, many miles away from Tampa Bay. Like he he drove like hours to get a fake vaccine card, and I'm assuming Mike Edwards did the same. Like like what an idiot. First of all, and then second, you have one of the best teams. You're playing really well. What's the point in like why couldn't even if you didn't want to get vaccinated? Why can't you just follow vaccine protocols? Why did you have to like skirt? Like, what was the like? There's so many people in this league that probably aren't vaccinated. They just haven't told you, but they're following vaccine protocols and they're like being pretty strict about it. Obviously, there's oh, some people well, that right. aren't, but you know, I want, I want to, well, I hear you. I hear you and I want to back up for a second. Yeah. Hang on. Why did you pay your chef? <laughs> 
<laughs> the real, yeah. Well, that's, that's what I'm thing, more right? concerned about, right? Yeah. I mean, this guy, Antonio Brown's probably going off. He's probably like, bro, you can't trust anybody in your circle right now. He'd be like, it's always the ones that are close to you that are always like snitching. Like, no, dude, you didn't pay this man or woman, whoever your chef was. Like, what, 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 what do you expect? <laughs> I'd be pissed too. And if I had some dirt, like if I was working for you, especially something as intimate as your personal chef, yeah. and you weren't going to pay me. And you still like we're having a hard time paying me when I know that you got millions of dollars in the bank. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be a little tight, too. And, uh, you know, if I had a little bit of dirt on you, I'm not saying that anybody should snitch on your homies or on the people that you work for or things like that. But he but, was the, but he had already quit. So there's a no love lost. No love uh, lost. Yeah, in that relationship. So like, I don't know, we're not following street rules when we talk about vaccine cards. So. He had his right. He 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 had some dirt. And he he put it out there, and hey, it ended up being true. That's the thing, right? Like if this was a fake story, the chef would have been like, would have looked like a total dick, right? Because they're like, oh, okay, you're trying to get Antonio Brown, like, because it's like he's an easy target now, right? It's a, but it's it was like a true. redemption thing, right? Right. It's, but like, it was it's like, oh, true. you you quit. <laughs> this is ridiculous, dude. He he can't stay like sane for any sort of time he has to do something to the detriment of himself and the team it, like it has to be every six months like it seems like but like, Trey you know, the, is he won a super bowl so it's all good <laughs> so it's all good it is it god's is. plan i, totally I hear god's plan in the background yeah well, I hear you. I didn't realize that you felt this strongly about Antonio Brown, and it makes me wish that we were doing this podcast during like his New England crisis scandal thing. Yeah, because uh, I'm sure you would have been, you know, heated. Uh, I, it, I remember a couple discussions ridiculous. just in person. Yeah, yeah, with you about that. I mean, you, yeah, you were not happy. Even more it's, ridiculous, like because, like, uh, yeah, you take a shot on him, but it's for Brady, right? And if it wasn't for Brady, he wouldn't have a job anywhere. I think both and then, both scenarios, yeah. and both scenarios to start. Right. And then he he builds his career back up into being this, you know, wide receiver to like he can be counted on in a game over the past year plus. And then he shows that his mindset is back to where it was before he even got to the like before he got to Tampa. So, like you know, what I mean, like how do you trust a guy like this? Like, obviously, to them, he's a luxury, right? But if he wasn't on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers anymore, this severely hurts his ability to get a, a decent contract in the future. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if if and when Tampa Bay says, you know, we're done with you, Antonio. I wouldn't be surprised if that was it for him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, how can any team like take him on like even if he got like a practice squad thing like how could any team be comfortable with him on their team knowing that he could just do this again like it's it's ridiculous and it's always something different with this guy well yeah i mean well just for a career-based decision it's it's tough if you're not going to play by the rules it's tough to convince especially when you have a history of doing stuff like this too it's hard to convince people to continue to uh, I was going to say it's hard to convince people to take chances on you I don't think right. that you're taking a chance so much anymore because you know what AB can do mm-hmm. and he still is a great football player I just yeah I hear you and it kind of you're kind of like well now you've put the bucks in a bad spot where obviously they're going to keep you for the rest of the season you know you're you're on contract you're you're getting the money yeah but next season big question mark yeah, yeah, I agree. And it, I agree. It, like, I don't know if people are talking about this, but it feels like obviously Brady isn't hurt by this, but it's kind of a bad look on Brady too, because like Brady's whole thing was, oh yeah, I'm gonna you know bring Antonio in, I'm gonna reform him, and you know I'm gonna try to turn him into a model citizen. He's gonna be a you know valuable asset to this team and everything. And he was a valuable asset to this team, and he continues to be as long as he like stays on the field, right? But like the whole reform, like. Like I'm going to be the guy that reforms him part. Like, I don't know. Kinda Honey, this sounds like a high school relationship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stop, uh, I can't fix him. I can't fix him. You guys don't understand, okay? He's a bad boy, but he's good for me. <laughs> I can change him. 
I see his softer, more emotional side. You guys just don't see that here at school. And I'm not going to talk to you anymore because he says that I shouldn't. God. Uh, oh, yeah, and everybody act like they don't know oh somebody like that. No, we oh all know somebody God. like that. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, straight. It's crazy, but uh, yeah, it's just you just kind of like a low blow. Although I gotta say, having talked mm-hmm. about Aaron Rodgers, it's a it's a different situation, but a similar situation. Yeah, a fourteen thousand dollar fine, and Antonio Brown gets three game suspension. They both kind of yeah. did the same thing. They lied about their vaccination status. That is true. That it wasn't is true. so much that they're not vaccinated; it's that they lied about it. And so it's kind of mind-boggling to me that they wouldn't even consider that there wasn't even in the cards fourteen thousand dollars wasn't even fifty thousand dollars like fine it was 14k yeah People- clearly i feel like there should have been at like i don't know i think aaron should have gotten a game but it was because the nfl kind of didn't want to take the blame you know what i mean like they they were if they had suspended him, people would have gone after the NFL for being like, why did you allow him to stay this long? Like without having like him checked to see if he was like, like if he was following protocols and not like, obviously he's going to every, he obviously, you know, he's not vaccinated he's going to every press conference. He's not wearing a mask, which is part of the protocol. If you're not vaccinated. And so like, what are you doing? Like you're as much to blame as Aaron is and Aaron obviously made the decision to do that, but you're just instigating. You're just staying there. So if they had suspended him, they would have looked like the hypocrites. Right. So that's why they did like, like, you know what? Like you could have made yourself look like a hypocrite, but at least done the thing that made sense, knowing that you're going to give Antonio Brown the three game suspension for faking his stuff. Right. Like, yeah, it's kind of, I hear what you're saying about why they would avoid it to me. Bottom line doesn't matter. Justice is justice. And if that's the punishment that you're doling out for one player, it needs to be administered to others. It should be. There is no exception. They are both high-caliber, high-tier, well-known players. I get that Aaron Rodgers is the reigning MVP. I get that. I get that he is the stud of Green Bay. I get that. However, in this instance especially, it does not excuse him for what he did. And having him get a two- to three-game suspension – I think is necessary. You can't just slap him on the wrist. You have to be like Green Bay, tough. Aaron Rodgers, tough. And on us, tough. Like there is no, there is no exception. And in, in, I've seen people get very upset about this issue, and and that like, just the the double standard and the di- dichotomy between the two scenarios. I mean, Christ, C.D. Lamb got got fined more than Aaron Rodgers for a freaking jersey violation. This guy's Ridiculous. lying about his vaccination status, and he gets. Literally, like, they just, like, they, like, spit in his general direction. Like, that was his punishment. That's ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It is a double you standard. Kind of you're, you're totally correct. It's a double standard. Like, you can't you say see it as much. You, you, you do. I mean, I see a little bit of privilege coming into play here. For sure. Just a little bit. You know? A little bit of uh, a little bit of some shady stuff that's For that's sure. <laughs> not kosher. So, you got to... Yeah. Like, I'm fine. I'm totally fine with suspending Antonio Brown for three games. Yeah. I'm fine with that but you need to suspend Rodgers too. Yeah. It just seems like they didn't think out the the punishment. And that's probably like something, you know, if COVID is to continue into next season, it's probably something they're going to have to think about before the season starts. Like, okay, what are the parameters for each punishment? And like, it's got to be standard. It doesn't matter if it's Aaron Rodgers or Amari Rodgers, right? Like you're going to, have to give the same punishment for the same sort of violation or the same category of violation. So I don't know. It's just not well thought out. It seems like they're doing it all on the fly and to save their ass. And although, although we're not like obviously condoning what Antonio Brown did, we're just saying, you know, it should be fair to everyone. You know, it's obviously not fair to the people that are actually following the rules, whether they're vaccinated or unvaccinated. And they see Aaron Rodgers get fined, but they see Antonio Brown get suspended. It's like, well, the players might, you know, feel some sort of way about that. Like, what if I get caught in the situation now? Like, am I going to get the Aaron Rodgers version or am I going to get the Antonio Brown version? Like, who knows? Right. Right. So. Cest Lavi. 
<laughs> Chest Levi. <laughs> All right. So, Shrey, let's talk about another little bit of uh, drama. I, You know, somebody uh, close to me told me that this show is just a gossip show. And I thought about it. My first response was, no, it's not. And I thought about it. I'm like, well, kind of. A little bit. Yeah, we got a little, little Wendy like Williams sports. in us. I think so. It's a little bit of like sports drama, like this Antonio Brown scenario. That is gossip. That is hot mm-hmm. tea. That is drama. This next scenario, hot tea, drama, beef that we talk about. It's beef. It's celebrity beef. Mm. We're a gossip show. <laughs> we're the e, we're, are we the E network? Are we? We're the E network for amateur sports. I mean, professional <laughs> sports done amateurly. <laughs> if we're the E network for amateur sports, we'd be doing like. Um... You know, me and you at the wreck and then like the beef that we got into. Oh, oh, I could go on all day. I got karate (laughs) chopped in the throat the other day. Oh, you've gone back. Oh, yeah, I was back. I was back. So how's the how's the nose being? How is it treating you? The the nose being (laughs) the nose being is okay. Uh, Obviously, a little stuffy today. Uh, because I forgot to mention earlier as well, uh, today was my first time on a horse. It is also the first time that I discovered that I am allergic to horses. So, <laughs> or something. something they, I think it something was something they dust. don't you know do in the doctor's office. They don't bring a horse in to figure out if you're allergic. Which I mean, they should start doing now. Timmy, uh, this is part of your allergy test. Uh, we've brought in a live equestrian to see if uh, well, see if you're allergic to it. Hatch! 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 Uh, I think it just could be the dust. <laughs> Don't worry, Trixie. It's not you. It's him. <laughs> yeah, so I'm a little, uh, if you couldn't tell, a little stuffy, a little under the weather. Yeah. Just allergy-wise. Um, but yeah, so allergic to horses. But the nose is doing all right. Um, I did actually, too. I started playing in the very early mornings on Saturdays found out this past Saturday that the guys that I'm playing against are former overseas like professionals. So oh, I was shoot. wondering why I was getting my butt handed to me. Yeah. This explains it. Yeah. One guy is like seven years. Another guy is 11 years. Like I'm playing against former Oh my pros. gosh. I did so, not know Arizona. I did not know where you are. It's like such a hot spot for like really good basketball players. Yeah. They must, no, they, I, uh, yeah. You might get like Chris Paul coming in soon. I don't know. Like that's the next step, right? <laughs> next step is son's practice team. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, these guys. Yeah, no, it's good. It's definitely a great workout. And I feel like it'll definitely help me get a lot better. Um, yeah. cool that I can like, you know, kind of hang, like, obviously I'm not like fudging. The only thing I'm fudging is my own like shots and layups, but defensively I'm there, but yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. So the nose is doing good. Thank you for mm-hmm. asking if anybody's concerned. Nose is feeling better. Tape yeah. is off. Uh, nice. I still wear a mask when I play basketball, but yeah, just but it doesn't it doesn't cover your throat. Why do they karate chop you in the throat? Oh, just some old head who was like, "Oh, I play old school, baby." Proceeds to like wrap me up and just like, punch <laughs> me. I'm like, okay. so basically, what he means is he doesn't want to play basketball. He just wants to stop you from doing basketball activities. It was crazy. Like, he like this guy play. was. It was so bad. I I drove past him and I just got pushed. And he's like, "I play old school." I was like, That's "Oh my a, god!" Oh, that is ridiculous, <laughs> dude. I yeah. hey, if they could t- if they're gonna start taking take fouls out of the NBA, they gotta start taking take fouls out of pickup. No, Shrey. I literally I uh they pass it to him in the corner. He was in the corner. I ran over, trapped him, clean stripped him. Yeah, brought it, cleared it, brought it back, dunked it. And after I dunked it, he was like, "That doesn't count." Where he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, you pushed me up against a wall. And I, where we play, if you hit the wall, it's out. That so we're sense, like, yeah. so it's either our ball or it's our ball. But he waited until you got the point to say that. He's like, no, no, no. Yeah, I was like, you're you're ridiculous, buddy. Stop so is, it. Is his mouth as slow as his game? Like, I'm confused. <laughs> yeah, it was it was weird. It was a weird day. But yeah, feeling better. So, okay, Shrey, <laughs> take us into <laughs> our next segment. Well, I mean, what's going on? We're, ta- we're talking a little bit of baseball right now. Yeah, so there's some you know interesting stuff going on in baseball right now, and we're in the off season, right? You know, Atlanta Braves were the World Series champions. Congrats to all Braves fans! Uh, after many years of not you know living up to the standard, and you know just losing at the highest point. Now we're in the off season, and. There's a there was a looming lockout, right? The the collective bargaining agreement between owners and players, the players' association, uh, 
has been, you know, back and forth and no one's agreeing on anything. And it's basically all about money. Right. And so oh boy. it happened. I'm, well, what I, what I know, Trey, if I know anything yeah. about baseball is that MLB players just don't get paid enough. <laughs> Man, they Bryce really Harper do have it tough, don't they? <laughs> they really do have it tough, don't they? Yeah, they um, are the one of the, the only, I think, North American professional. Yeah, they are. They're the only North American professional sports uh, league that is not hard salary capped. So that you know comes into question. In okay, like players want more money, right? And they're not capped, and now the owners want more money, and if both of them want more money, something has to give, right? Well, so some certainly uh, nothing in the near future because the MLB has entered a lockout, uh, which I think started Thursday the second, and it's it, like it's not the worst of scenarios because we are in the off season. No one's losing a game check right now. Um, but players are still getting paid from what i understand yeah yeah like no like it, it's not bad like obviously this could lengthen on into the season but there is a couple months of gap where they got to get this done versus if this happened you know in february or march now you're like i don't trust baseball to do anything right like they're gonna miss half the season so right like like you think about the 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 COVID year of 2020 and how long it took ML the MLB to come to an agreement about the games and to come to an agreement about, you know, all the rules and just everything. It got so bad that they had to like bring it to like 50 some odd games. Like, and, yeah. and basketball, it took them like, like a week. I mean, it took them like a month. So they like and they were able to get like a full bubble and they were able to get a full like setup to finish the season and to get like and everyone felt like really good about it. Like for what basketball did, that was like the NBA did. That was like the 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 like the the prototype of if there is like for like, I guess, a pandemic sports experience. Right. And the MLB, what they did was literally the waste of everybody's time. So, <laughs> so now we're here where they've already, you know, one year removed from this really crappy season. And then they get a good, you know, product in the playoffs, right? And so you feel like they should be, you know, moving towards something. Like they had a really, they had a decent, they had a really good playoff, like, viewership and everything and like there were some really good series and you know everything was going well for them but obviously it's not enough to you know go like i guess take away from like the compounding failure that has been major league baseball over the past 10 15 10 years right like just it just keeps getting the product keeps getting worse and worse and worse and worse now you got now you got a lockout and so what, what's really happening is the owners just halted all of baseball's activities. They locked all the players from the facilities. And the only thing that can take place is contract negotiations uh, right now at this time and players working out. So stopping all of that is just pressuring uh, the union into basically expediting the collective bargain agreement associations. And this is what I'm reading from SB nation. They did a really good job of kind of breaking this down. And so what, like what, what, what does each side want? And the owners just want TV revenue. They want, they want more money. Like they want to expand the playoffs. Right. And by expanding the number of teams, I think they want like 14 teams or something like that for each side. Um, or 14 teams total, I think. Um, for, for what? For the playoffs? For the playoffs. So right now, That's a yeah, lot. 14 teams total, uh, which is a lot. Um, or, you know, something something around those lines. And so, they, you know, by expanding the playoffs and expanding the amount of teams that get into the playoffs, they can get more TV revenue, right? So they can, you know, put more games on their networks and, you know, advertise and whatnot. And then they also want, uh, they they think that okay, if we can get this and we can expand the amount of teams, we'll like 
decrease the season and we'll give you guys the uh, universal DH, which like designated hitter is only there for the American League. They, the National League doesn't have it. Um, and the players have wanted the designated hitter in the um, National League because obviously you get one extra player. Uh, and usually that's a hitter that will make a considerable amount of money and, you know, cha- increase the average amount of uh, uh, salary and everything like that. So, like, it it, hel- it helps them. But, like, it seems like that type of, like, the owners think, like, oh, that, that'll do it. And obviously it's not doing it. So there's something that is, that's got to give, right? And on the other side, the players, all they want is they, they want um, – the owners to stop taking advantage of and the teams to stop taking advantage of minor league players and, you know, let them come into the league uh, earlier and like not manipulate their contract. And, you know, so they don't have to pay them and everything for a certain amount of time. And, you know, they don't have to manipulate the amount of service that they have because in baseball, the contract and when a uh, free agency starts for players and everything like that is based on the amount of service time that that player has, uh, like how long they've been in the league, basically. So that along with, you know, they want to reduce the age um, that free agents, like players can become free agents. So because of that service time. So it's all basically about so what money. Would you be months. on a rookie contract for what, two years? So like, well, I, right now I think it's uh, six years of service time. Oh, okay. Um, that's a long. That's a long time, actually. Yeah, to become, and then after that, uh, they can, uh, they can go into arbitration, and they can, which basically means the like a third party works with the like tells the team and the player how much the the player is worth and whatever that worth <laughs> is, the worth whatever that, that worth real? is. Yeah, yeah. So it it becomes like oh, it becomes like a mediator. It becomes like a mediating. Wow, that's in general. So I'm, some I may be... other. Wow, I did yeah. not know that about professional baseball. So somebody after your six years of service, somebody else comes in. And they're like, hmm, hmm. well, looking at your batting averages and your uh, yep. throw and strikeout percentage and mm-hmm. uh, catch percentage, and blah, 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 blah. you're worth. Yeah, well, I'm running the numbers here, and I'm coming out with a eighty-two cents per mm, week. <laughs> like they could just come up with a number based off of what the average, what league salary is, what your team salary is, and then what they think that you're worth. Yeah, they, they, I, I'm not specific about the metrics, but yeah, they take into account how you've been playing and all the statistics and the advanced wow. statistics and everything like that. They run the numbers and they have their algorithms and stuff. You know, base, uh, baseball is with all their advanced metrics and stuff. It's it oh, the whole thing is advanced stats. Yeah, yep. it's it, it's gone it's gone above what we've ever thought advanced statistics get it like baseball is like the forerunner in that in that category so yeah so that um that is taken into account and basically you know determines the player's value for that year and like it could be obviously good or bad for the each side and then you know you kind of have to go from there um the so the players obviously want that to that timeline to be shrunk but because by the time that they're like an actual you know, free agent is like, they're like 30 years old or out of their prime. And then they're like, like, Oh, okay. I can make my decision. But I'm like, you know, I hit 40 home runs and <laughs> I didn't have a decision about where I could go next. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so, which is ridiculous, obviously, but it's a, it's a money thing. Right. And as we talked about at the beginning of this, baseball players on average have it pretty good compared to other leagues. It's all guaranteed. Yeah. They're, yeah and like you know what i mean it's like guaranteed i think is a big thing yeah it's it's huge and um like if you think about like football right where you get hit and you don't have like a fully guaranteed contract and you're out of the league or you're out of, you, like you're out for a considerable amount of time you might be out of the league and like it's very tragic what happens to, to football players so and on average baseball has a pretty good but the one thing I haven't been hearing about is the play on the field. It kind of sucks because, you know, as a fan of as a fan of baseball, you would want these kind of changes to the game to happen as soon as possible just considering how it's been progressing and, you know, we talked about this, you know, on 
podcasts previous that baseball is like very like very late to the game like by years on their pace of play and the the watchability factor and like it just all it just all comes together like what are they bringing to the consumer right like like if if there is a baseball game on right a, a game 134 and then the bucks are playing the suns max which one are you watching what do you think, Shrey? <laughs> like, it's not even a question, right? Like, it, it, I'm watching the full Buck Suns game. And then once that game is done and I will finish the post-game reactions and I finish, you know, Chuck and Ernie talking about, you know, the steam room, and then I flip back, that baseball game is still going to be on. So I'm not even going to be worried about baseball until that basketball game is up. So that's just like a testament to even, you know, casual fans of both sports they can clearly see that basketball is showing a better product football is showing a better product right and so it's it's about it's about i mean it's professional sports Trey, but it's about it's about entertainment too i mean yeah like like it's it's a show although i gotta say recently i did spend enough time like sit down watch a couple nba games there's one thing that i still can't get over and i think it's Mm -hmm. just me there are so many darn commercials so many darn commercials, yeah. like, especially during those halftime breaks. It's just commercial after commercial after commercial. And the NBA is better because typically it'll, it'll be for no more than a minute, 32 minutes. Right. But it, there's so many of them in baseball yeah. commercials. You're watching commercials for that whole four hours. Same thing with football. And that takes a toll. That's it takes a toll on a viewer where it's like, okay, in a two hour game where the, the pace of an NBA game you know, on average, especially if you're scoring 100 points, right, and things like that, like, it's pretty fast. So, like, that you can handle a lot of the the commercials, even though you're like, oh, this halftime is, like, 20 minutes. Like, when is it going to end, kind of, right? But with baseball, it takes a toll on you when you get the – when you're not only, <laughs> like, waiting for the pitcher to pitch, but then he, like, gets the out and they're like – and now, like, here's a Zaxby's commercial, and you're like, uh, but I didn't watch anything. Like, this is more entertaining than the product I'm watching. It's um, like you come back – right, exactly. You take a commercial break. You come back from the commercial, watch one pitch, commercial again. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And so that's why, like, you know, like, I would rather go to a baseball game and not have to view the commercial <laughs> rather than sit at home and watch it, watch the same game. The same product for four hours. So like the consumer, the person that's not going to the games every day and wants to watch baseball at home, what are they getting out of it? And it seems like it's not on the owner's mind. It's not on the player's mind to help that that product because it's in none of the discussions. I, I've read a bunch of articles on this lockout and it's all money. And yeah, obviously, like, you know, players should get what they deserve and you know, the owners, you know, should have a certain amount of control on their teams. And, you know, the players shouldn't be running rampant with these, you know, contracts and stuff, obviously. like, But money is like, like, they're already making a lot of money. Why aren't we changing how how the, the consumer is viewing the product? And that's something I just can't get behind. And it's probably not going to, like, get done. Like, even though that could really help... um in this CBA, like that could, like that could really be like, if the, if the owners like took out the shift, right. Or something like that, that could, you know, that could potentially be a a huge thing that would allow the, the, the players to be like, Oh, you know what? That's a big change. Like, but the owners don't want to do it. Right. And then, like if the the player uh, player association was like, well, you know what, we'll give you the pitch clock or something. That would be something that's like, oh, okay, yeah, that's a that's a considerable change, and that's something that as fans we've been asking for for years, right? But they won't, but they won't talk about it. So it's just I like, just, well, yeah. it's I mean, it's the battle between like baseball purists and people yeah. trying to watch. And that's, but that's at the end what of the day, I'm you have to understand with. that where does the money come from? It comes from the fans in the seats. Exactly. The fans watching your game. 
Exactly. Exactly. Like where, like, where is that kind of acknowledgement? Where is that wherewithal from both sides, right? Like both are in the wrong because at the end of the day, it's like, in this case, it's not even like the customer is always right. Like the customer just wants to be like seen. <laughs> like, like it's like it's like the manager and the the person at the cash register keep fighting, and then you're at the cash register. Like, can you just uh, <laughs> can you just scan my my, my stuff? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like that's what it looks like. So it, it it's getting ridiculous in baseball. Um, and even though it doesn't really hurt, this lockout might not really hurt the sport because obviously they're going to come to an agreement on the money and they're just going to call it a day. Right. Obviously, it doesn't hurt the sport, but man, like it's just not going to change anything. And that's just going to hurt like that, that in an optical sense, like from like from an outside viewer, whether you're like a baseball purist or uh whether you're yeah or you're a casual fan like you're not seeing any action in the off season now right so you know what i mean like until this gets over you're not gonna see anything it's just like that that hot stove is gonna be a freaking ice block it hurts everybody whether whether you really don't want the rules to change whether you are a casual fan that says you know i don't really care about this but i would be into it if you know things did change it hurts everybody so that's kind of my my main point well there it is i mean it's it's kind of crazy that it came to the the point of a lockout i mean it, that, that's this is it, the yeah, ninth it's just, lockout it's bad for everybody this is the ninth lockout in mlb history and i know we've been in the mlb like the mlb has been, been there for over 100 years but to to stop work nine times it's just in any sport it's just like oh, that's a lot regardless of the amount of time like, and, like and, you should and, yeah yeah you should be and, getting and, to an agreement great. faster yeah if you if you get your workers striking all the time, you gotta. It's bad. And, and, and you said you said management wants more money. I I can't get behind that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the, we made a the joke owners... about the players being overpaid, but my God, if if you look at again just percentages, mm-hmm. what players make versus what management makes, yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Tell me, management needs more money. Yeah. Well, two things I want to throw in before we go. Just mm-hmm. two two quick little basketball tidbits. Just bringing it back to the hoops. The Memphis Grizzlies, uh, I don't know if anybody's ever played 2K before. The Memphis Grizzlies were playing 2K the other night, and they handed the Oklahoma City Thunder not only a loss, but the worst loss in NBA history. Mm -hmm. 73 points. The Memphis Grizzlies were literally playing 2K. And I, I, there's no other way to describe it. I mean, when DeAnthony Melton has 19 points, John Conchar has 17. Literally, their whole team was scoring. I mean, no, they no, were you, on you missed the best one. Fire. Santi Aldama had 18 and 10. Oh, true. I, I did know not who know that who is? Santi. Did you, no, I, you know I had who that to look was it up. Before I said the name? No, I had to look it up. Oh, you had to look it up. Yeah, yeah. But like, I had no idea. Exactly. Who? 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 <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So bad day. I asked uh, one of my friends is an OKC fan, and I asked him if he was OK, and he said he was not. So, oh man, that's a tough guy. Oh, he's incredibly tough. He's been he yeah he was there for like Russ's MVP season, and he okay. So his argument was that Sam Presti might be a genius, but after the past four years, kind of hard to. uh... (laughs) I mean, like a lot of the trades, he gets the better of the team. Like he either offloads some massive contract and gets picks, right, or. He's just getting he, he he you know he gets the good guy from the draft like Giddy's a really good pick for where they got him, and then like you know they have a young team but like he has so much in his like arsenal in his war chest of, of his draft war chest yeah. what is he what is like what can you do like you can only have certain amount of spots whether or not you trade him for a player or whether or not you draft like. I feel like some of them are going to get used poorly at some point. Like you can't be ESPN 30 for 30, right? Like that, that can't be your batting average on all of these picks where you draft, right. Where you draft like the next just generation of phenomenal yeah, like, superstars. What are you doing? Yeah. Like you can't do yeah. it. Like, I don't know. Like even like, even if I'm like doing like a 2k thing and I'm like the league manager, like I'm not getting every good, every pick perfectly unless I like override it. 
You know what I mean? Like, unless like override every trade, but I just also, also, I want to say, I want to say <laughs> the Grizzlies did this without Kyle Anderson and without right. John Moran. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Desmond Bain. Uh, and I think Desmond Bain had two points or something. Yeah. Is that correct? Am I right? Yeah. That's, yeah, a, that's like, honestly, yeah. that that's their best player right now. And yeah. he had two and that points was and they yeah. won by 73. Everybody was everybody was hitting. They literally were playing 2K. So 2K is now a realistic basketball game. Uh, <laughs> the other tidbit that I wanted to throw in, and this is to give props to the Celtics organization. Thank mm-hmm. God. Thank God. Thank God. We get rid of Kemba Walker. Right. I mean, just talk about a brilliant offload of a massive contract for an expiring player. Kemba Walker went to the Knicks. Yeah. For those of you who might just not be aware, went to the Knicks absolutely blue and he's no longer in the rotation yeah he i'm pretty sure had the worst plus minus yep or he had right a very on the knicks or he had a very bad plus minus very just, bad plus the knicks have the best defense in the league when he's on the bench and they are dead last when he's on the floor it's they are 27th in offense with him on the floor and they are ninth with him off it's unbelievable that is that is some staggering stats in how how much a player has just been affecting the game. And I think like clearly when you're playing for a Tom Thibodeau system, if you're not even adequate defensively, like he's gonna call you out for it and he's not gonna give you the minutes, right? And like obviously offense takes off a multitude of sins. Like if you're able to score you know he gets you some leeway like you know like Emmanuel quickly is not the best defensive player but his ability to score in spurts and just provide a spark like for the minutes he plays is great is a good but when you're not getting the offense that Kemba Walker wasn't and you're also not (laughs) playing and you're and you're not playing defense which Kemba Walker also was not playing defense what is Tom Dibodeau supposed to do like Alec Burks is spot starting and playing like m- miles better than you are, and it's in you're right. Like like what foresight from the Celtics? Like obviously when we talked about this, Max, we knew he Kemba was bad Walker, last year. The guy has no cartilage in his right knee. Yeah, he needs to do knees over toes. He's got to start walking backwards. Like please, but it's, yeah, we knew sad, that he wasn't yeah. good. It, I mean, it is sad, yes, and he's a nice guy. He's got a beautiful smile, but. When you're looking at the NBA and you're trying to build a winning basketball team, he can't be on that roster. He cannot guard a paper bag. I'm it's, sorry. He's too small. Yeah. He 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 can't stay in front of people. He he'll just get bodied like it's just not good. Yeah, it's it's tough obviously. We with the trade with OKC, we gave up a pick with him. We gave up our first. But considering we got back Al Horford who'd become like he said, he's been a revelation, Al Horford, this year. He needs like, to be drug tested immediately. He is playing <laughs> like he is 25. I don't think he moved this well when he was on the team prior. Yeah. I'm, he's I'm moving. So, well, I'm pretty sure, like, let me look up uh, the league leader in blocks. But he, ha- I think he's, like, top two or top three. And uh, Unreal. It's, it's unbelievable because um, – you know, coming off of a year in 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 Philadelphia, where he's not fitting next to Embiid, and he's not being like that, he's not able to be that playmaker because they had Simmons and like he's just kind of like in the middle. Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, like a veteran presence, but they didn't pay him like a veteran presence, right? And you're like, eh, like okay, we get back Al Horford. Don't know how long he's gonna last, and. You do get that veteran presence, but at least we offloaded the Kemba contract. And like Al Horford, we only have to pay him one one or two more years. So you're like, okay, that's a good deal. But for him to provide the value on the court is just like like I did not foresee this. I did not foresee him being I don't know if they do like war in NBA, like wins above replacement, but he has to be up there. Like above the average NBA player, like Al Horford is playing miles above that. So he's he he yeah he's awesome. Pretty pretty uh pretty good trade, and obviously for the Knicks, uh they didn't I, I don't know remember what uh, Kemba's contract was. It was like a one or two. I think it was year. like an eight million dollar buyout. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's like a one a year, eight or nine million, something like that. So it's like, eh, like yeah, you're off of with the year, but like, man, you expected a lot more getting uh, Kevin Walker back to the home. You guys, team. no, <laughs> uh, uh, certain Knicks fans, you know who you are. We're like, oh, I think Kevin Kemba's a great addition to our roster. Meanwhile, that whole time I was like, no, he's not. Kemba's washed. Yeah, they're like, they're like, no, no, no. no we said this. I mean, we called this. You're right. Doesn't it feel good to be right? It it does. After a lot of times being wrong, it does feel good to be right. Max. Feels good it's to be uh, right. He's just not it. Kemba's not it. Yeah, and I, I, we just, I just can't get behind him being that guy. He's not that. You're not that he, guy, pal. You're not that guy. I knew it was coming. Abs- absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> oh man, I knew it was coming. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, yeah, Al Horford's a god. Kemba's washed, and uh, we are amateur hour. All right, well, that just about does it. If you're listening this far. Thank you very much. You're a real one. And uh, yeah, you've been listening to another episode of Amateur Hour, a professional sports podcast by people who have never, ever, ever played professional sports. I'm your host, Max, along with Shreyas. And we will see you next time. Peace.